Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Today is a special episode, as we're interviewing our new member, Maximilian Riffman. Hi, Maximilian. Hi there. You're a new addition to the Cran Box. What color would you be, and why? I would be whatever color you guys most need, and I can tell you guys need colors. But if I had to be one, I'd be gray, just like this suit. Oh... Great. All right. Maximilian, what are your strengths? My strengths is I can walk into any situation. I look around. I see what people need and I give it to them. I tell them how to get to. I know what they want. I know what they need. And I can tell that what they need is me. And so what I do, what I do, what I do for you, what I do for everyone is I assess the situation and make a couple of recommendations on how you can get the most out of whatever it is you want to do. Oh, a smooth talker. That's good. You're talking to a literal bipedal crocodile who has as much charisma as an old sock. So you are a good addition to the group. <laughs> That's a strength that not everybody has. Hmm. Maximilian? Should I call you Maximilian? Maximilian is what my father calls me uh, when he's uh, displeased. I'm, I'm Chip. Chip to everyone and Chip to my friends. And I can tell you're going to be one of my friends. All right, Chip. So those were your strengths. What are your weaknesses? Weaknesses. Sometimes I feel like I make efficiency too easy for the people I work with. <laughs> where, like, after, after they've done with one of my consultations, they've achieved all of their goals. And they're like, well, what's next? So... At that point, they have to really just bring me back and have me show them how to expand their horizons. And, you know, that that is a weakness. Uh, I just deliver too much. <laughs> what a horrible weakness. <laughs> how could you? Uh, um, Chip, where did you grow up? I grew up in Jishou, uh, well, really in a series of... Uh, private schools uh, on the outskirts of Jisho. Uh Father liked to uh, ensure I had the best possible education. Uh, and of course, Daddy was always so busy. I suppose he's so busy now. Uh, so I just sort of drifted from, from one institution to another, picking up this skill and that skill, and growing into the fully formed efficiency machine you see here today. Olive looks at the suit-wearing, red-skinned tiefling in front of her. Yeah. I mean, you grew up well, yeah. Yeah. He runs his ha uh, his hands through his kind of slick, slicked-back black <laughs> hair and adjusts, like, brushes some invisible lint off his gray suit, which is just that slightest bit too shiny, um, where, like, you can tell it's well-tailored, but also by someone who has a much higher opinion of themselves than perhaps is strictly warranted from a sartorial sense, um, adjusts his little pocket, uh, pocket square and then flashes this, like, dazzling smile that's just a fraction too wide uh, and doesn't quite reach his eyes. Ooh, sneaky. Yeah. All right. Well, Chip... Why did you want to join the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild? 
Well, really, we should be discussing why the fire-breathing kittens guild would want me to join. But but this is your interview, and you're in charge, and I can I can respect that, Olive. Uh, I, I can see you're you're a crocodile who knows what she wants, and and I respect that. I'm just here to to help give it to you. You see, I was uh, surveying the landscape. It, it's 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 what I do as a as a as a consultant to to the brilliant. Uh, and and I noticed something. You know, you have these legendary adventurers running around the, these guilds, uh, and you know they they have their modest successes, the occasional you know treasure liberated, dragon slain, whatnot. It's all it's all very lucrative and it's working fine, but it could be working great. And I, I'm the difference between working and working great. So I figured, why not start at the bottom, just like my old man used to say, you've got to get down into the coalface if you want to find the diamonds. So I decided I would get down into the coalface, find an up-and-coming plucky guild that's uh, getting results, and show them how to 10x those babies. And he fires two finger pistols at you. Oh, no. In just like the worst, the worst way. Just two, oh, no. just repeated machine gunning of finger pistols. Oh, Um, All right. Uh, Question six out of 15. (laughs) Chip, if you were given a one minute advertisement time spot during the annual Nikimoy fighting tournament, sort of a Super Bowl commercial, if you would, what would you fill it with? God, uh, expanding an elevator pitch all the way to a full minute. Uh, It's hard. So first of all, I'd, uh, I'd open on a sad adventurer you know like a slow panning shot as they sit there looking at their empty gold pouch looking at the scale of the dragon before them looking at their companions bickering and then a halo of light and i appear i'm talking about angelic wings possibly more than two I mean, if you're going to go with wings, if you're going to go for the special effects budget, I'm talking at least six illusory wings. (laughs) And I land among them. And suddenly they're working together. Suddenly those doors are opening. There's like, there's shots of like a train pulling out of the mine that's so laden with treasure (laughs) that they can't even move it. And then it's just a shot of them reclining on piles of gold, watching me do a presentation with cardboard slides. And then we fade to black on their contented smiles. Wow. Oh, man. Everyone would hire you for their guild. (laughs) Yes, yes. Sometimes I wish I could help everyone. (laughs) Right. Oh, man. All right. So, Chip, when you're not working, making the adventures so rich, what do you like doing with your spare time? Dad didn't believe in the concept of spare time. He says there's no spare time. There's only lost opportunities. So you got to always be selling. If I'm not upskilling you, I'm upskilling me. Wow. Oh, no. No downtime. Ooh. Well, um, I guess the result also is Also, I very... gamble. Hmm? Oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you would get along with Nesgrex. Oh, it's too bad. Oh, no. Olive remembers that he died. Uh, um, never mind. So, uh, question eight. What things in life are still a mystery to you, Chip? 
suppose. A mystery to me. Well, look, uh, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be honest about the things you still don't know. Sometimes, sometimes some of this dungeoneering lingo still, still goes over my head a little bit. Like, dart trap? Is that something you dart past? Is it something you dart out of the way of? Is it a trap that's a dart, or is it a dart that's trapped? It's these kind of really, like, coal-faced details that I'm hoping to learn here in my embed with the uh, Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild. You know, I, I, I know I'm here to give, but if I can take something with me along the way, then, then you know, that's, that, that's just uh, maximizing synergy, and I'm all about maximizing synergy. Gotta maximize that synergy in your embed. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. See, you're learning my lingo. Now I just have to learn yours. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've never encountered a dart trap. Maybe we could go to a dungeon and see if we could find one there. Yeah. All right. Question nine. Everyone's got one. What's your annoying habit? Me? An annoying habit? Sometimes I feel like I don't interrupt people enough. And I think that bothers them because often they'll, they'll be talking and they'll be saying things. And I can tell that inside they would vastly prefer if I just jumped in and just steered the conversation and really told them what they're trying to say. But I don't do it. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's cause I'm shy, but I can tell that bothers them. They never say anything, but I can tell it gets to them. And, and it's something, uh, I mean, I want to work on, but. God, I'm just a little shy. <laughs> You're too shy to interrupt people, and you should interrupt people more. But, well, when you when you in your embed as you're working on your skills and you're constantly up, what was it? Up improving yourself. <laughs> you can it's it's upskilling. Upskilling. Upskilling yourself. That's something you can work on. Oh, okay. Um oh, uh, do you speak any other languages? Uh, well, father did insist that I have a cosmopolitan education, uh, so I can, uh, get by in abyssal and I have a smattering of celestial, uh, but, but that, that, that's it. Uh, daddy believed that, uh, business should be conducted in common so that it's, uh, more accessible. Now, now some have said that I've picked up a smattering of undercommon in various, uh, establishers of uh, not yet established repute uh, but I could I couldn't possibly comment to that. Oh, undercommon would be very useful for establishing trade with a certain society that we met recently. Not that they would be interested in trade with us, but maybe you could talk them into it. Yeah, if there's someone who could, I think it would be Chip. Mhm. Yeah. Okay, so uh Chip, out of all of the places in the whole continent of Guaso, where well, continent country in the whole country of guasso <laughs> where would you like to visit well daddy did always speak fondly of mikhail island am i pronouncing that correctly oh yeah um it's such a different dialect um he he visited once uh, on a business trip and uh, ever after when he would be uh, swirling one of his uh, 
before noon cocktails, uh, he would wax lyrical about uh, about his time there, never giving any details. A riffman doesn't trade in details when they tell a story. It's about the journey that we one brings you on. But certainly his intonations, which are normally, you know, uh, flat, cold, distant, disdain, rose to a warm, distant, disdain. Uh, and so that always intrigued me. I, like, internally, Olive, who grew up with a very kind dad and mom, like, Fern was just so different than that. So she, like, she wants to reach out and pat your hand, but knows that that would be awkward. So she asks you another question. Question 12. Do you like pickles? Pickles? Uh, I suppose uh, I don't mind a, a, a cornichon uh, if one is if one is on offer. Um Certainly, it's not the most refined of uh, of snacks, but one has to learn to roll with what's available. Roll the cornichon, yeah. Question 13. A penguin walks through that door right now wearing a sombrero. What does it say and why is it here? Well, clearly it needs fashion advice because it's just walked in and it's wearing a black and white tux because it's a penguin. And now it's got a sombrero, which is far too many colors. So what it clearly says is chip, chip, style icon, chip, chip, chip. I need your help, chip, chip, chip. (laughs) What am I doing wrong? I've put on the sombrero uh, and yet the chicks, referring to them, female birds, uh, Mm -hmm. naturally. Mm -hmm. uh, This penguin would never disrespect women with a a disrespectful moniker that way. Uh, They're not lining (laughs) up. Uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I'm here to mate for life. I'm a penguin and it's not happening. And so clearly he needs my help mm. to restyle him, reboot him, rebrand this penguin as the sexy egg fertilization machine that uh, he is. <laughs> well, with your fashion advice, maybe you and Tanager together could help make that penguin attract all of the chicks. <laughs> Um, second to last question. What would you like remembered about you? Well, the Riffman name is already going to live in uh, history. Granddaddy saw to that even before father got started. But I suppose when I have passed and people walk past the statues (laughs) that the people will erect in my honor, I would like them to turn and... Remember me for my humility and the way that I, from the shadows, made everything better. Just that little bit. Ah, well, um, yeah. You'll inscribe that on your statues. Humility. Well, well, I mean, others would obviously oh, do the inscribing, inscribing for me. I mean, I don't, I don't physical labor. Mm, mm, <laughs> oh, not, not, not these hands. Uh, and he holds up hands that are like beyond baby soft. Like this isn't just like never held a hammer in his life. It's possible he's never held a fork. <laughs> oh. oh gosh! Of course, the others would do that for you. Yes. And the very last question, Chip. What is one message you would give to your fans? Don't believe in yourselves. Believe in me who believes in you. (laughs) 
You heard it here, folks. And you'll be seeing Maximilian Chip Riffman on an upcoming adventure. Thank you, Chip. Thanks so much, Olive. And can I say that was an expertly conducted interview (laughs) with only 16 or 17 points of room for improvement. I will send you my notes (laughs) and the invoice. (laughs) Okay. Goodbye. (laughs) 